title of the message is A Great Faith in a Great God. A Great Faith in a Great God. How great is our God, amen, who does wondrous things. Praise God. A great faith. Hebrews says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. It's important that you have a great faith because God moves on behalf of those who believe. Praise God. So I want to I uh, talk tonight about things that you may not be aware of that can hinder your faith. Are we ready? Praise God. There is more. Your faith can be limited by your understanding of God. As, your, as you receive a revelation of him in Christ Jesus, so your faith will expand. Amen? The more you know about him, the more you trust him and the more you believe. If you go to a specialist and he deals with heart conditions, but you have a back problem, you probably wouldn't trust him because he specializes in something else. The more you know the capacity of God who knows no end in his knowledge and power and glory, the more you will trust him. Trust him day by day. Learning to put it in his hand and leave it there. Oh, that reminds me. Christine, come over here for a moment. That reminds me of your testimony of the, what was it, the hand in the, in the jar of candy or something with Margaret. So she wanted to come here. She does flagging and stuff. So tell me what you learned. Well, um, I... Did I put you on the spot, did I? Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really wanted to come, uh, but the finances just wasn't, weren't coming together and I'd felt that I should let go of the meeting, but I just couldn't. I just really, really wanted to come. So I said to my... She's from Sydney. I am from Sydney, yes. So, um, yeah, so the finances weren't coming together and my prayer partner, or bestie, that I share stuff with, she said, you just got to let it go. And I said, well, you know... I actually asked her to pray for me, and she did. And then I, she, I let go, and she said, that's only partial letting go. I thought, okay. <laughs> so I really let go. So I rang Kit, who's organising it, and my um, friend Esther, who um, put me up last time I was town, and said, I'm not coming. I give up. Okay, Lord, it's in your hand. But I did feel like I had... It was like a monkey with their hand in the jar holding on, and they wouldn't let go. So I let go of coming to the meeting, and I think it was within two hours that Mark rang and asked if I could come <laughs> and have my fare paid. Oh, praise God. And I'm here, and I just thank God. And he, he really gave me the desire of my heart, the desire of my heart to be here. I was like... So... 
God uses practical things. We had 40 kilos of equipment that we had no one to carry it on a plane. So we needed, we, I thought, we have to buy a ticket to get it here, 40 kilos of equipment. So, oh, Christine, she might like a free ticket. Yes, I see. It's the luggage, luggage anointing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So just turn to your neighbour and say, take your hand out of the jar and let go and let God because he is able and more than able than you are. God knows how foolish you are, how weak you are and how you need his help. So give up and let God. Amen. Praise God. So God is great. And sometimes people reject him because they don't like the way he comes. They reject him because of some trivial thing, like in the 1970s, 80s, 60s, charismatic movement, people speaking in tongues. And some people really took offence at speaking in tongues, and you got kicked out of your church, you know? Praise God. You know, and they, they reject the natural minds like, makaya. I don't understand that. And so they reject it. Or last night, God did a strange thing. There was a man up the back. He had a piece of paper deaf in his right ear. The power of God came on him, he started screaming. And his ear was opened. But some people would go, well, that's not God, screaming, you know. So they reject on the basis of some outward thing that happened, some trivial thing that the human mind does not understand. When they could go deeper into God. The outward is only outward. It's something that occurs in the natural. Someone responding to the word of God by screaming or shouting or laughing. It's something that's happening in the natural, but you could go into the river. You could go into him and your faith would grow or your mind could be offended and you could stay on the banks and have a little faith for little things. One of the things I've tried to do is value and appreciate the ministries of other people and not get offended by trivial things. Maybe I don't like the way they do their offerings, right? But I'll still watch because I love the anointing. Or maybe I don't like the way they push people over, you know, or whatever it is, but I'm not going to get offended, you know, because I want him. I want to learn. I want more. And some people, they're just so critical, you know, criticizing other ministries, doing it on Facebook or wherever, TikTok or wherever, criticizing people, you know. What for? You'll stay on the banks. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So you want more of God, a greater revelation, so that your faith can grow. Because faith comes from God. Jesus, it says, has faith. Faith is a gift from God. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And when you ask, don't tell them, I don't want to get delivered and scream in front of everyone. I don't want to burn with fire. Just receive. Because he responds to little children. Unless you become like a little child, you can by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Faith comes because you go deeper in him. Faith is not... Faith doesn't come by your head knowledge of the Bible. It doesn't. Facts will not build your faith. Faith comes by a revelation of God. It's I know. Over the years I've had the privilege of meeting some great men and women of faith who've had great battles. And they're, sometimes they're very simple people. Sometimes they have little education. Perhaps they're in a developing nation. They just believe. They just believe. And God meets their faith. Give me a faith like that, Lord. Amen. They're not analyzing. They're just, Lord, I believe. They are rich in knowledge in their heart. Praise God. Psalm 66, verse 1. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. First Chronicles 16, 23. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, how big is your God? How big is your faith? Turn to your neighbor and say, what can your God do? Some people say they believe in God, they believe in God, but they don't believe he'll heal cancer. They don't believe he'll open the eyes of the blind. They don't believe he'll heal a broken arm last night. Amen. They, they just... How big is your God? You know, the God of the Bible, by his word created the heavens and the earth, the universe. He named every star, and even man can't count them. He named every star. He knows the limits of the universe. He knows how many hairs on your head. Hallelujah. 
He's a God of signs and wonders. He sent the ten plagues, hail that destroyed. He sent deep darkness for days. He killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. He's a God who is a God, waymaker God. He opened the Red Sea. His people went forth on dry land. But when the enemy, the Egyptians, came in, he covered them with the water and drowned them all. He's the God of inheritance, future, and promise. He'll take you into a promised land. He'll give you a future when you have no future. When you think there's no way forward is when he'll make a way forward. I know what I'm talking about. In 2011, I lost my marriage, had a nervous breakdown, got cancer, was virtually homeless, and I thought, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to pastor anymore. People are problems, you know. <laughs> I don't want to pastor anymore. You know, I'm just like, what am I going to do? But Jesus came to me as my future. Amen. He's a way maker. Praise God. When, when you, you're down in the dumps and you don't know where you're going to go, what you're going to do, you know, he, he's that type of God. He is able. When you can't even imagine how you're going to get out of the situation. I couldn't even imagine what I was going to do. He made a way. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, he'll make a way for you. Stop worrying. So I want to talk about spiritual seeds of doubt. Things that can affect your faith. Faith. Shall we go, go deeper? Yes. Okay, because some people, they don't realise. When I, when I flew in to Sydney from Perth and Asia, I was, and, you know, going to my house, I could feel the atmosphere of unbelief, principalities and powers. You've got to resist them. The, in the media, the news, you know, anti-Christian, you know, it's something that... He, how many of you go into, the, into your grocery store, raise your hands, and start singing to the Lord? One, two, three, okay. I was watching a video, I think it was of Columbia, of the, of the supermarket, and the whole supermarket was worshipping God. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Atmosphere can shut down or try to shut down your praise. Atmosphere can affect your faith. See what I'm saying? The unbelief of the people around you. When I was unwell with cancer, I received a letter from a Christian saying, Mark, you need to organise your palliative care. Because the fact was I was dying. Negativity around you. We read in Mark 5, 35, 
While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, who said, everyone say, who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Stop bothering him. There's no hope. Come home. She's gone. She's dead. Don't let your faith be hindered by your friends, loved ones, family. Love them, but spiritually protect your heart and your faith. And Jesus counted it. And he's, it says, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Everyone say, do not be afraid. Only believe. When negativity comes, unbelief comes through the people who are closest to you, the people who can perhaps have the most effect upon you, turn to the word of God. Believe the word. Live the word. Meditate on the word. Let the word soak into your mind. Let the word dominate your thinking, your heart. Let the word be the springboard of faith in your heart. Hang on to the word when there's negativity around you. So Jesus permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. And he saw a tumult carrying on, those who wept and wailed loudly, atmosphere, atmosphere. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Truth crashed with facts. Revelatory, prophetic truth. The girl is sleeping She's not dead. And they ridiculed him. How are you countering the atmosphere of society, media, and perhaps family and friends? We have these people who write in on YouTube, Facebook, email, and they say, I've been watching the videos. One lady said, I've been watching the videos. Suddenly I got really angry. I started screaming and writhing on the floor in my house and the Holy Spirit came, took the name of Jesus and delivered me. Atmosphere, atmosphere. Are you creating an atmosphere around you? Or are you wasting your time? Are you endangering your heart? on all sorts of garbage and you wonder you know one day I thought I'd watch a, uh, a G-rated family movie alright, so I sat down and watched it, at the end of the movie, this is a few years ago at the end of the movie I had this terrible experience the glory had departed I looked around there was a terrible feeling the anointing was not present. You can, you can have the anointing 24-7. Not necessarily as a burning or something, but just in your heart, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's awesome. 
but you go into the stuff of the world and the Holy Spirit will just lift off you and you go, the room is barren. There's no presence. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, create atmosphere. So he put them all outside. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithi, Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Simple words. Praise God. Amen. And what happened to her? She came back to life. So there's doubt that arises from offence. People, you know, they look at ministries and they can get so critical, you know. But I thank God. I don't have a lot of persecution on YouTube. I had more before. But we had one guy or person, I don't know who they were, and they'd make uh, YouTube clips of myself and others and they'd put a dunce, uh, what do you call it, a dunce cap, you know, um, and they'd, they'd mock me uh, along with people like Heidi Baker and so on. Not that I'm in their category, but anyway, uh, I thought that was a blessing. So, so this lady writes to me and she says, I was watching a video that was making fun of you. I thought, this is interesting. So then I started watching your videos and I gave my life to Christ. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But some people, you know, they just, they don't like the way people dress. They don't like their, their culture. They don't like blowing in the microphone. They, they don't like spitting, you know. They don't like all sorts of stuff, you know. But you look at the scriptures and you see an iron axe came up and floated on the water when a stick was thrown in the water. You see oil being put on the sick. You see a staff being used to separate the Red Sea. You see Jesus spitting and making clay and sticking it on a guy's eyes and he receives his sight and putting spit, anointed spit, on a, on a person who is mute, you know. And the Holy Spirit is doing, always doing new things, you know. And just because it's not in the Bible the way that someone did it in the Bible, I mean, they had aprons and cloths and stuff came from Peter and, and they were sent out and people were being healed and delivered of evil spirits. You can just imagine, you know, they come into the house and someone's uh, demonized and, uh, and the, they'd come in with a cloth and the person starts screaming and manifesting and is gone, you know. Uh, but because the human mind doesn't understand that and thinks, oh, ministry has to happen when someone's talking to you and laying hands on you, you know. Well, and God, like they didn't have YouTube in the New Testament, did they? But God's healing people, delivering people with YouTube. God, God is a creative God. And, you know, he, he made you. There's been no one like you ever before. Turn to your neighbor and say, God made me unique. <laughs> Amen. 
So <laughs> stop criticizing the way the Holy Spirit works, you know. What seems foolish to you, you know, may well be the wisdom of God. Amen? God is doing a new thing. He's always, behold, I do a new thing. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You know? Turn to your neighbor and say, get on the new bandwagon. <laughs> so Jesus goes to his... Uh, to his hometown, and it says that the people said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? He can't be doing this. He's not a trained rabbi. A carpenter back then, you know, was a fairly low trade, you know, like lower socioeconomic trade. You, you can't be doing this. You're a carpenter's son. And his brothers, James, Joses, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man, man get all these things? So they were offended at him. They had expectations what a man of God, where he would come from. He wouldn't come from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He wouldn't be a carpenter's son. He wouldn't be born in a manger. You know, and so when you have these preconceived ideas of how God should move and what sort of people he should choose, you miss out. You miss out. You know, back uh, in the days of what some people call the Toronto Blessing, Toronto Revival, you know, I was listening to Pastor John Arnott a couple of years ago and he, and he was saying, it was one of the great or greatest moves of God last century and yet many people missed out because they took offence, because they just couldn't accept people laughing or strange manifestations. You know, you, you look on the outward and you miss the depths, you know, because the natural mind is, you know, the natural mind naturally takes offence, but you've got to keep your spirit, Amen. Hungry for God. Praise God. But as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2 9, I has not seen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I has not seen, nor your ear heard, nor has entered into your heart the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You're not going to rob me of the treasures that God has given to me by his Spirit. Amen. Don't let anyone rob you. Praise God. Praise God. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So look beyond whatever thing is going on and spiritually discern 
praise God, spiritually discern, hallelujah, the love of God being poured out in power. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't let your personal experience of your problem determine your faith. Just because you had a disease and it came back, don't let the coming back of a disease determine your faith in the Word of God. Amen? One of the very difficult things in life is when, you know, your problem's gone and then it comes back again. You know what I mean? You've got to keep your faith in the Word of God. Never let go. And no matter what the scan says, no matter what the problem is, no matter what anyone says, the bank manager, you know, the letter of dismissal, whatever it is, don't let that determine your faith in your Saviour and Lord. Praise God. Don't let church determine your faith. Let me explain. People, some people go to church faithfully week after week, but nothing seems to happen. There's no supernatural happenings in their church. So as time goes by, their expectation is their experience. They don't expect anything to happen because nothing ever hap does happen. And so they began, begin to expect nothing from God. Don't let church determine your level of faith. You understand me? A lot of unbelief is natural. It's because you've never seen someone with Alzheimer's healed. Because of your experience, you don't believe it'll happen. I mean... You might confess, but your heart is saying, I've never seen it happen. Just don't let your experience determine what God can do in your life because God is bigger than your experience. Amen? So that's why it's good to watch testimonies of the raising of the dead, of the blind receiving their sight, the deaf, you know, of financial miracles, whatever it is, so that your personal experience doesn't determine your faith. So in Luke 9, 17, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So the man's full of the problem of his son. And he goes on to say later on, from childhood he's been like this and often he has been thrown both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. See, he's thinking about his problems, how terrible this demon is in his boy. And then he says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. See, his faith was being determined by his experience. It's a natural thing. Don't let it happen to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't let it happen to you. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So when you pray for people, don't let your prayer of faith rest on the results of your prayer. 
because they might be baptised in the Holy Spirit with fire at two in the morning after you prayed. You see what I'm saying? Or our friend Frank who testified, you know, was it five events he came to, vomiting buckets until he got delivered. You know, I remember in, there was a man in, uh, it's on YouTube, and he came to meeting after meeting, following us in Europe with his teenage son who was uncontrollable and strong, and it was very difficult to run a meeting with this boy. But he had faith and he would not let go, and it was a problem. And at one point, they got the boy, I think about three or four men, up, you know, he was horizontal and they carried him out of the meeting, you know. And he was in the, in the prayer line and the, the dad was just sweating and holding his son as hard as he could in a bear hug to keep his son in the prayer line. It's on YouTube. The boy carried a card saying that he was 100% intellectually disabled. He, he, he couldn't go to the toilet by himself. He couldn't dress. He couldn't follow instructions. There was like no mind there. And Jesus saw the faith of the father and healed the boy. And you can watch it on YouTube. Turn to your neighbour and say, don't let your faith be determined by what you see, by your experience. Because God is God. He is the I am who I am. He will not change because of your unbelief. He is God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes for a moment. What's affecting your relationship with Jesus Christ? It's time to draw near to God. If you're aware of something in your life that's hindering your relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to stand. You're aware something is hindering your relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to stand. Jesus is in the room to meet you. Someone, you have a porn addiction. It's your secret shame. But Jesus loves you and he knows what you are doing. Stand in his presence and let him cleanse you. Smoking addiction, stand in his presence. Sexual addiction, stand in his presence. Medical drug addiction, stand in his presence. Unforgiveness and resentment, stand in his presence. Unbelief, 
Stand in his presence. Come to him tonight. Just as I am, without one plea, Jesus, I come to you. All that I am, I bring to you. My sin, my inability to change, I bring to you. Now, Jesus, I'm asking, Father God, meet them tonight by your grace. Your mighty grace that changes the sinner into a righteous man, woman of God, into a saint of God. Let the blood of Jesus Christ avail for every person standing in this place. Let that grace be released upon them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every mental affliction, every afflicting thought, we take captive now in Jesus' name. Be free on YouTube. I see you. You're watching me. Your mind is tormented by thoughts. Be free. That's the power of God coming on you right now in Jesus' name. Depressions coming off you. Dark cloud. I see you in the psych ward. In the psych ward, you have a problem with self-cutting, self-harming, suicidal, self-rejection. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Power God going through people. Power God healing, 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 delivering right now. Fire of God going through that camera. Fire of God in the room. Fire of God in the room. Power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands. Ask the Lord to forgive you. If you confess your sins, he's faithful, he's righteous, and he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now I want to encourage you, go into the world with great faith in a great God, through faith in his name, Jesus Christ, Cast out demons, heal the sick, proclaim the good news of the gospel. Have faith and do not doubt. Amen. Amen. Someone shout, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.